0: We need to change how we think. We need to change how we see things and cause our thinking to line up with. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that he present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. According as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. So the Lord is telling us, first is that we present our bodies to him as a living sacrifice. Our bodies are no longer ours. They belong to God. But number one is not possible without number two, verse two. We need to change how we think. We need to change how we see things and cause our thinking to line up with the word of God. As long as our thinking does not line up with the word of God, we will not fulfill the plan of God. It is said that where a man's mind goes, there goes the man. We need to think The way God wants us to think, and that's what he's telling us there, that we should not be conformed to this world, this particular system, this particular earthly ways of doing things and reasoning. Hallelujah. Can you put the amplified version? Do not be conformed to this world, this age fashioned after and adapted to his external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude. These new ideals and attitude are found a in Christ so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect, in His sight, for you, we don't leave after the counsels. When you, when the Bible says, "Be not conformed to this world," let, let's go to Psalm one. you know, we, we no prophecy of the Bible has a private interpretation. We allow Scripture to explain or expound. We allow other scriptures to confirm what we're trying to think. If we, if, we, if we believe something about a scripture, as we go along and read other scriptures, it will either confirm what we're thinking or it will, it will tell us what God is trying to say. Other scriptures explain what God is trying to say. It's one body of truth. Hallelujah. It a blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, The people of this world constitute the ungodly, those who do not know the Lord, And so their reasonings will be old. After their experiences in this world, after their fears, after the understandings that they have, cause superstitions that they have, every kind of thing that they've already, that they have in this world that does not line up with God. So we can't follow their counsel. God says not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly do not know God. So there's nothing they're going to say to you that will be beneficial to your Christian life. It will always seem to undermine, not seem, it undermines God. Because they can't see him. And they're very proud of their thinking. And some of the things that they say make no sense to us. But to them, it makes a whole lot of sense. And they misinterpret scripture because they don't allow other scriptures to open up or to tell them what God or qualify what God said somewhere. They just take one verse of scripture and they run with it. It's a blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. They, they walk in their path. When you come there, you cow down and you say nothing. You're inactive. But sometimes these days you have believers who actually vote for ungodliness. In fact, you have believers who say nothing when everything is going wrong. And if another believer says this is wrong, they say, you know, the master said you shouldn't judge. Jesus said not to judge. But the Bible tells us something. The Lord Jesus said, I have many things to say to you but you are not able to bear them now. Habit, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth and show you things to come and he will bring to your remembrance all that I have said unto you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, let's see what the Bible says about this matter of judging. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, But which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual, judgeth all things." But yet he himself is judged of no man. For who had known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We're not praying for the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. When you got born again and received the fullness of the Spirit, you receive with it the mind of Christ, with him, the right mind of Christ. Bible says that God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That is the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And somebody says, but why are we reasoning the way sometimes that we reason? That's what the Bible says Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The entire renovation of your mind. Change the way you think. The world tries to indoctrinate people. And the thing is, they've learned some things from the devil, their father. And they do it generationally now which means that they can indoctrinate children, just teach them from when they're small to reason a certain way. Uh, and they begin, and when, when nobody in their homes challenge, challenge their thinking with something else, these children will grow up reasoning in a way that will never allow them to serve God, except something drastic happens. The, the, the Bible says something to us. He that hath not the spirit of Christ is none of his. And so you have some people who uh, 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 are somewhat sitting on pulpits that are not even born again. And so they're teaching things that are not right because it, does, it came from a religious mind. And so they define the things of God from their religious perspective. But when you look at scripture. You find out that the God they are describing. Does not exist. They made it up. He's an idol. But the natural man. Receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually designed. And I, I, I. Why should I go to church every day? If I go to church on Easter. And. Tell me where it says in the word of God that I should go to church every day. It doesn't matter who you love because they've given love one general, one word for everything. And God says that um, we should love everybody. And you should accept them the way that they are. There's a difference between loving people and loving what they do. When the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When he says that God loved the world, it doesn't mean that God loved the sin that was in the world. It's the people that are in the world. That God loves. And he did something. To help the people. That he loves. To come. To a lifestyle. To a life or nature. That is his. He didn't leave man. The way man. Was. He sent Jesus. To redeem us. So that. He can take us out of what he does not, what he hates. Even though he loves us, what he hates, he took us out of it through Jesus Christ. And so, we cannot define it as being that God loves everything about man. In fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis, that once the Lord said, he regrets that he has made man upon the earth. It's like saying it was a big mistake. I shouldn't have done it. But he went ahead because is love. Not because he liked what man was doing, but because is love. He loved man. And he's not a God that gives up. He decided to remove man. Rework it. And redeem sons and daughters to himself. And that's what he, when when God talks about love, that's what he's talking about. When we talk about the love of God, what we're talking about is that we love people. We might not like what they necessarily, or everything that they do, but we love the people as God loves them. For God sees what he can do with the man if the man comes out of darkness. Because God trusts in himself. He knows what he can do. And so when he brings a man or a woman out of the world, then he puts his nature into the person and puts his spirit into the person. So God is on the inside influencing that person. He's no longer on the outside. Bible says that God is at work in us to will and to do of his own good pleasure. So he's in us. He's not outside. Telling us what to do. Guiding us on which way to go. And telling us which way not to go. That's why the Bible says if it was possible, even the very elect would be deceived. But it's not possible. We need to renew our mind, reject our minds. Take away the things that are not of God and put the things that are of God. You're not supposed to be a Christian, just get born again and leave your mind empty and just be filling it with the old facts. You're supposed to learn new things, put new facts into your mind new understanding into your mind. I cannot divorce just because I feel like. I have to find out what the word says before I do it. I don't say things that I feel like saying. I say what the word of God wants me to say, what God wants me to say, that I can glean from his word. He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but I shall meditate therein day and night, that I may observe to do according to all that is written therein. When the world makes jokes, they make jokes like this, that a lie is is a present help in time of trouble. We don't talk like that. The Lord is our present help in time of trouble. And the Bible says, he said, They were children that would not lie. Therefore, they became my children. Because God is not a liar. So it begins to tell us how we ought to reason. How should we reason? The children of this world have no respect for for age, authority. They have no respect for parents. Or the elderly, they have no respect for rules. But we should not be like that. We go into the word of God and see, what does the word say that we should do? How should we reason? Glory be to God. Even though we are not under the law, there are things we can see. You know, because the law is actually in us. It has been put in us. We do naturally what people had to struggle to do. And so when we see something, if it's in the law, it's natural to us that we say, oh, wonderful. Yeah, I've been thinking this. So this is how it actually looks. He said, I shall rise up for the gray head, the aged. And so if, if you're sitting down somewhere and an elderly person walks in, you ought to stand up. And let them sit down. And not say, I got here before you did. If you offer and they say no, you sit. Hallelujah. Sometimes you insist. Because some of them just don't want it to be that, you know, you, you, you insist. You so see sit, sit, sit. Yeah, you can have my seat. Hallelujah. But you see, sometimes you can get up like that. And you're standing while you're sitting. One little kid will just come and sit there. They don't know how to show respect and honor. But God said to us, be not conformed to this world, this world's way of doing things, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think a different way. Think a different way. The reason is that if we don't think that way, we will walk the paths of death. The paths of the fallen man, we will walk it. If something does not have the spirit of Christ, it does not belong to God. It does not belong to God. It doesn't matter what name it is called. All right. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. Which means that the carnal mind, the unregenerated mind, the mind of the natural person or the person who lives after the senses. There are two kinds of knowledge that we have. You have sense knowledge and you have revelation knowledge. Praise God. Now, sense knowledge is is the knowledge that we get by observation in this world. Experience. Association. Sometimes we lend them. There's revealed knowledge, the one that God gives. The carnal mind only knows things about the senses. Regardless of how advanced that technology is, is still in the realm of the senses. It's what the Bible says that we skill our mind towards. We use it as filter for everything going on in the world. Because he that worketh with the wise will be wise. A companion of fools will be destroyed. And what determines wisdom? The word of God. The only wise person is God. And he gives us his wisdom and we become wise as we do what he does. Or what he says to do. He said to the the children of Israel, he said, this law shall be your wisdom before the nations. So when we're doing the word of God, we are doing the wisdom of God. The word of God is the wisdom of God. And so we renew our minds to think the way God wants us to think. How do I know my mind is renewed? When something comes against the word that has been spoken to me, that I believe that I believed, what do I do then? The Bible says trials come on account of the word. When the trial comes, when the temptation comes on account of the word, that is what tells me what I believe.